Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Radio WEEI. It's Christian Arcan. It is Kyrie Thompson taking you up until 6 o'clock, and then I believe it's the final Mud at Night that's uh, coming your way as we bid a Viking farewell to the great Mike McNansky. I feel like there's been a lot of that these last couple weeks, a lot of sad goodbyes, but uh, we'll have another one for you here. We just had one right before the show started. We're getting bookended by more sad goodbyes as uh, John Anderson oh, man. Yeah. Uh, bid farewell uh, a little bit earlier. It's that time of year, you know. <laughs> just uh, a, lot, a lot of goodbyes we've been yeah, getting. Yeah, it's, it's like it's supposed to be the holidays. We're supposed to supposed to be uh, you know celebrating and happy and stuff like that. And everybody's leaving us, man. I know. Um, let's uh, syndrome. Let's get. We'll get to more of your phone calls here in just a minute. Uh, I see the calls uh, backing up. I promise we'll get to you momentarily here. I just wanted to touch real quick on the Pro Bowl. Um, the Pro Bowl rosters are out. There is one Patriot going to the Pro Bowl, and it is not Matthew Slater. Uh, big snub, by the way. Who made it? Who's the gunner? Who's like the who's the guy, the special teams guy who made it? I don't even know. That's a great question. Who but is uh, it's Matthew Judon. Matthew Judon, the only Pro Bowl worthy Patriot, maybe an All Pro this year. Honestly, uh, with the numbers he's put up, I'd have to go and see what um, you know Garrett and some of those other guys have done this year. But uh, he's had a great year um, on offense. No Patriots are on offense, but I can tell you that Patrick Mahomes, Josh Allen, and Joe Burrow are your quarterbacks. Big snub for Tua there with the season that he's had. I'm surprised not to see him on the uh, on the list. Running backs are Nick Chubb, Josh Jacobs, Derrick Henry. No surprises there. Wide receivers. Tough one here. I mean, there's a lot of great receivers in the AFC. Tyreek Hill, Stephen Diggs, Devontae Adams, and Jamar Chase. Bit of a surprise considering Chase missed so much time, but, you know, there he is. It's I the think. Charlie Kirk maybe probably had a little better numbers, but Chase is a bigger name. So uh, that's what happens there. A tight end, Travis Kelsey, Mark Andrews, no surprises there. On the NFC side, the quarterbacks are Jalen Hurts, Geno Smith, and Kirk Cousins. What a time to be alive. Geno Smith and Kirk Cousins going to the Pro Bowl, not as alternates, not because the main guy is playing in the Super Bowl and so we got to find someone to play in the game. No, no, no. Geno... 
Bravo, Geno Smith. You know what? No, seriously. Like, really. Geno Smith, who was mostly known for getting punched out by that guy on his own team. And uh, who was that guy? Remember who knocked him out? Ooh, no, he, like, I broke don't his. Uh, what was his name? It, it was, was one like, of the linemen, right, in the locker room? His name was, like, IK something or oh. AKA something. I forget. But, uh, yeah, he, like, cracked him in the face. And Smith missed the year. And yeah, uh, I, I, can't, I can't pronounce the name, but I. I I.K. and Kampali. And Kampali, right. Yeah, okay. And uh, I don't know what Gino said to him, but <laughs> I.K. didn't like it. And uh, I think Fitzpatrick was the quarterback that year, and they actually had a pretty good year. Uh, now Gino Smith, all this time later, a tough thing to come back from, but he does, uh, plays all those years as a backup, goes to Seattle, gets a chance, and he's a pro bowler. So uh, props to him. Kirk Cousins uh, in the NFC. The quarterback situation, I mean, Tom Brady's one of your leading passers. Uh, he's not getting a pro bowl nod this year. Um, but, yeah, there you go. There's your quarterback. Hertz, Smith, and Cousins. Running backs are Saquon, Tony Pollard, and Miles Sanders. Wide receivers. The NFC wide receivers. Holy crap. Justin Jefferson, A.J. Brown, CeeDee Lamb, Terry McLaurin. There's probably a bunch of guys who got snubbed there, too. And uh, your tight ends are George Kittle and T.J. Hawkinson. But, um, yeah, that's. Uh, I feel like the AFC's got the got the quarterbacks and the NFC's got everything else. I mean, that's uh that's a pretty solid roster right there. Also, the guy who made it instead of Matthew Slater from a special team standpoint, yes. that would be Justin Hardy of the New York Jets. So, okay. Yeah. <laughs> if I that mean, guy walked in here and hosted the show with us right now, I wouldn't know who he was, but uh, I'll take your word for yeah, it there. But, but I'm I'm just I just want to say <laughs> uh, uh my guy Justin Fields did crack the top 10 of uh of voting for quarterbacks, so in the hey, NFC, I'm not surprised. Yeah, yeah. so it's like, hey, may, maybe we're gonna get a, a, a Justin Fields uh, Pro Bowl alternate, so then we can have uh, the the, <laughs> the last two Chicago Bears uh, quarterbacks to make it would be Mitchell Trubisky and Justin Fields. There yeah. you go, very nice, uh, illustrious history right there. <laughs> that's and, that's and, tough. And hey, uh, you know, for everybody who was concerned about Mac Jones and uh, you know making the Pro Bowl last year and him getting a big head, well, guess what? He's not uh, uh, making the Pro Bowl this year. So lesson learned, everybody. You know he's going to be humbled, yeah. taken down a notch. That'll show him. Yeah, <laughs> um, exactly. That'll, get him, that'll get him to shut up. Anybody that you feel like got really uh, porked over by the, I'd say maybe like uh, St. Brown in Detroit. Like that's about oh, it. He's though. so good. He's really good. He's yeah. having a great year. But that's such a stacked NFC wide receiver group that uh, you know. I mean that you that's what happens. Yeah, you you really can't argue too hard with that to me. Um, I would Waddle, say Waddle was a snub, I'd say, but I mean, who did for Chase? Maybe you could put him in there. Yeah, I mean, like for example, like Tua didn't make it, but to me, Tua's I, I the mean, biggest snub, I'd say. Yeah, yeah, Tua didn't make it. I I could definitely see that because I mean, he's a you know he was like a top five, probably MVP candidate, you know, at least for you know, big portions of the season. He hasn't played very well of late. Um, yeah, I would say that's probably it to me that I that I can really think of. Yeah, Nick Folk. I mean, he's not going to get it over Tucker. Nope. Uh, so yeah, that's about that's about it. There's your New England Patriots, one Pro Bowler. Uh, let's go to the phone. Six one seven 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 nine seven ninety three seven is the number. Matt is in Rhode Island, and he thinks that Max losing the locker room. Go ahead, Matt. Uh, no, I, I didn't. I didn't say that. But, um, oh, sorry. Well, my <laughs> but, point is, no, it, it, it's um, it's just like Will Fork and Edelman said. It's just too bad we didn't have those guys in the locker room to go over and tell Max how this how this works. So, like, everyone knows that the coaching is bad. Everyone in the probably in the entire world knows that the coaching is bad. But he, you know, how many? He has one comeback from behind in his short career, and he's you know missing throws like you guys were talking about against Johnu. Um, I mean, to Johnu, you know, he's not doing his job. And on top of it, I gotta think to myself, like, you know, you get good coaching, and is this the guy that's gonna take you like through the playoffs through adversity? 
Like, I, I just don't think so. Like, I think he's a good quarterback. He'd be a good system quarterback. But what he's showing on the field when, like, he's losing like that, you know, it's just not and, – and for him to say, oh, my passion for the game, dude, everyone has passion for the game. Like, And I think he's kind of skating on all this. I don't really like it. Nice. Yeah, Matt, I, I, I hear what you're saying, and a lot of people are still defending him, and I'm one of those people. I think that he has been treated poorly. I do think that the coaching change was all bad, but he was a playoff quarterback last year with better coaching, so you can't say, well, if he had better coaches this year, uh, that wouldn't make a difference. It made a difference last year, but I will say this. He had a pretty charmed season last year that a lot of people forget about. That seven-game win streak was against a bunch of teams that if they had their best players playing that day, like Nick Chubb and uh, Cordero Patterson, and I feel like uh, the Titans were missing a bunch of guys. Yeah, they were missing like Derrick Henry. They are missing and, Henry and, and I think, Brown I think they were and everybody, AJ, right? AJ Brown. And, so, and, see, and that's the thing, as we talk about it, right? So we've talked about... And they were the one happy. seed in the AFC last year. It wasn't like it was some scrub team with good players. Like They were the best yeah. team in the AFC last year. And I mean, year. And th- there were some myth teams in there, too. But, right. but again, we, we talk about... We've been talking about Bailey Zappi. You know, Bailey Zappi got his numbers off of, you know, bad teams this year. Um, at the same time, you could say, you know, something pretty similar about Mac Jones is that, uh, if, like, his 300-yard passing games last year came against, like, the Jets and the Jaguars. So it's, it's, it's not like he was feasting on, on really good teams. Again, that was a complimentary football year. The defense was doing most of the heavy lifting, right. and they were running the football a lot. I don't have a problem with people saying, you know what, I don't know if Mac Jones is it. I think that by, you know, by the end of your second year, you kind of have an idea of of whether of like where somebody's going to be. Though it isn't necessarily the be all end all every time because it wasn't for Josh Allen, it wasn't for Jalen Hurts, and it wasn't for Tua Tunga Bailoa, who are perhaps quarter two quarterbacks uh, that are a little bit more on Mac Jones's wavelength in terms of skill, but. I think the idea, though, that he is losing the locker room because of what he's doing, I think we've already talked about this. I don't buy that part. I think they're still with him. Yeah, except for Trent Brown, who wants to replace him and is liking all those posts about replacing him. Other than that, it seems like everybody likes him. Uh, Brock is in Middleborough. Go ahead, Brock. Hey, good evening, guys. Good evening. Um, I'm not going to be the type of person who blames all the offensive follies on Matt Jones. However, I'm not going to defend him either because I don't think he's the guy. Um, so if people want to bash him, bash him for the correct thing. Let's go back in time a little bit. Coming into the uh, his rookie season, he didn't. He wasn't mobile. He didn't have the best arm, but he was the most NFL ready. He had the best, you know, his best characteristic was what he had between the ears. That's what he everyone said, Brock. You're right about that. You're right about That's what and everyone he, said. And with the the problem is, after this year, when all of his win- you know, not all of his wins, but most of his wins aren't against, you know, the second, you know, the second string of a lot of the teams. I mean, if the best thing about Mac Jones is his decision making, and his this year is littered with horrible decisions, either on the field or off the field, the sideline counts as decision making too. So if his best thing is decision making, and he's doing nothing but making bad decisions. What, what good is he? And that's why I'm, I'm never going to defend him because he's not showing the fact that this guy was the most NFL-ready. Guess what? Attitude is NFL-ready also, not just being on the field. Thanks for the call, Brock. Appreciate it. Uh, one thing Mac Jones hasn't done lately is turn the ball over. And I actually – I forget who wrote this, but someone said that Mac Jones – had been like the best quarterback in the NFL for like four weeks. It was like Wait. two weeks ago. Yeah, no. I forget who wrote this. Oh, I wish uh, Ryan was here because we were reading it together and we were cracking up. And I think we talked about it uh, on the other next day, but now I can't remember who wrote it. Uh, either way, it was just to say the completion percentage is very high 
and he's not turning the ball over. Ipso facto, he's one of the most meh, best quarterback, which obviously wasn't one of the best because he didn't have any touchdowns. <laughs> but uh, that was sort of the argument. And I remember thinking, like, taking care of the ball, uh, not turning it over, and throwing for a high completion percentage is what sort of Mac did last year. You know, that's what people really praised him for. Yeah, it was a lot of checkdowns. Yeah, it was a lot of, you know, short throws and things like that. But he didn't throw a lot of picks. And for the most part, you could sort of trust him with the ball. Maybe not to lead a touchdown drive at the end of the game, but to not turn it over. And this year, it sort of seems like you can't really trust Mac to do anything. Although lately, he hasn't thrown any picks. So is that is that something to build off of? or why? I mean, it's week 15. How do you keep building here? I mean, I think that what you wanted to see was you know him build and, and get better numbers yeah. and, and, and attack defenses um, you know, where, you know, to kind of counteract some of the things they were doing to him, which I think he was trying to do earlier in the year where they were trying to force him to beat them deep and it didn't work out all the time. And even when it was working against the Baltimore Ravens, well, he still threw three picks in that game. So, look, I, I think that him not turning the ball over is a plus of late. And look, he, it wasn't just the completion percentage. There were a number of things about his play right. um, in terms of his efficiency and such that we're trending up for those weeks after that Chicago Bears game, which was his bottoming out point. So I, I do think that there's there was real evidence to say that he was trending up and in the right direction, even if it didn't look like it. But I think the caller brought up an interesting point here. You know that everything happening, uh, but between the ears, you know that was his best quality, at least for last year. He was the most NFL ready of those quarterbacks last year. He also came into the best situation of any of those guys last year. Sure. Now, now that it's year two, and as we get more removed from that that initial shock of things, as the mentals start to catch up for the Trevor Lawrences and the Justin Fieldses, mm-hmm. right? You're starting to see those guys really start to take off a little bit, especially Trevor Lawrence. I mean, he he's looked he's awesome. Good. He's, he's looked awesome, and so and they got him a good receiver. You know, yes. Kirk's not Devontae Adams, but he's a good receiver. I mean, they and, and Zay Jones has been better, yeah. right? And they got him a tight end. You know, and and so I, I think that as they when they got him better weapons, he played better. And I think that's something we should also talk about with Mac Jones. You get him better players, he might play better. But now, as the the mental start to catch up for the other guys, they're. Physical attributes are starting to overtake what Mac Jones's are. Now, I think there's this idea that Mac Jones is like inherently unathletic, like he can't move at all. He has no arm strength whatsoever. He's got more than enough to get done what he needs to get done in the NFL. Can't throw it 50 yards though, according well, to Bill. I mean, yeah, according but, to Belichick. Yeah, well, Bill, get it I mean, <laughs> Belichick knows better because there's video evidence that shows that he's incorrect about that. Right. But I, I think the, the the overall point is, yeah. He doesn't have that elite athleticism, and maybe that's going to cap his ceiling. So I understand if people are a little iffy about that. Yeah, uh, no question about it. 617-779-7937 is the phone number. We'll continue with your phone calls, and we got some Celtics thoughts to uh, get off our chest here as the Celtics lose another one last night. Another embarrassing loss. Uh, We'll get to uh, the Celtics with your phone calls right after the trending here from Bridget. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. 
Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. If your day sounds like... We need the report ASAP. You deserve Medella. If you've persevered through... You deserve this rich golden lager with a crisp but refreshing taste. Or if you overcame. Two more reps, two more. You deserve this ice cold reward. Modelo, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly, beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Oh, Akurid. Oh, my goodness. Yes. Oh, my goodness. First time for Joe to hear this. Sports Radio, WEEI, it's Christian Arcan, it's Kyrie Thompson here, taking you up until 6 o'clock. What you just heard was the Celtics getting their asses booed off the court in the third quarter, I think it was. Uh, they trailed by 30 points at the time, was it 30 or 29? 29, uh, 30. that was, that was in, uh, three minutes left in the second quarter. Okay, sorry, it was before the half, and uh, they were getting booed mercilessly, and deservedly so. Even Jason Tatum was like, you know what, yeah, we kind of deserve to get booed here. Uh, we'll hear from him in just a second, but this is troubling, okay? It was one thing when you drop a couple of games on a West Coast road trip, and uh, you know you come back and you collect yourself and you beat up on the Orlando Magics of the world. They came back and got beat twice in one weekend by those Orlando Magic, who were 10 games under 500, uh, and then uh, proceed to go and get absolutely, have their doors blown off by the Pacers. I know they came back in the fourth quarter, and I know they only lost by five, but that game was never close, I don't think, and uh, I don't give them any credit for almost coming back against the team that was just in the same kind of downward spiral that you're in right now. So, uh, real quick, um, the Boston Celtics getting booed. Uh, I look at this, Kyrie, and I think this Celtics team is pretty sensitive. You know, like they they read the talk. They listen to the radio. You know, like they're aware of what's being said about them. They're very aware about what the fans are doing. And to have them get booze raining down on them with the start to the season that they've had, I wonder if this could be one of those things that everyone says, ah, now it's fine. We're above all this. We ignore the noise. We don't care about that. But deep down, this could be something that maybe is a bigger problem than just, you know, a bad night at the Garden. You know, it's interesting because when I was thinking about this, it, it struck me that when this happened last year, you had Ime Udoka here to basically be like, yo, uh, wake up, stop stop playing like Jags and, and get back to what we do. Stop listening to all that stuff. Do your job on the court. Toughen up. And it makes you wonder whether whether Joe Missoula has that message, like mm. what his message is. And so, so what, what does he do in this situation to get this back on track because look I think in the end when you look at this core of players they always have these kinds of stretches 
where the talent is obvious, right? I mean, they're one of the best teams in the NBA still, I mean, for a reason, despite losing, what, five of their last six games? I mean, they're, they're on a really rough stretch here. But they're still among the best teams in the NBA when they're engaged. I think that some of it is kind of like a look. We're hitting the slog here. How do we stop it from snowballing? Because I think they've shown that they're prone to mentally getting, I don't know if checked out's the right word, but you know they, they get in their heads. Yeah, It's time for you to get up out your head and start playing the way that you're supposed to be playing. It's really that simple. I mean, you, their, their transition defense, especially like def, uh, transition, semi-transition, it's lazy. Yeah. That's an effort thing. And they got shot out of a cannon to start the year. But there was questions about the defense even then because the defense last year was so good that it took a bit of a step back this year. People thought, well, it can't possibly be as good as it was all of last year. You know, with Williams and Smart and the way that whole thing was going, like they were blowing teams out every single night. But it took a while to get there. Yeah, It took two months to get there. That didn't happen all year. Like People forget the way last year started, I feel like, and are now just d- totally mystified by all this. I'm not. I think that you know there was, there was no way the Celtics could have kept shooting the way they'd been shooting to start the year. Yeah, their, shoot, their shooting numbers were preposterous, and there was no way that that could keep up. You couldn't expect that. And once that finally came back down to earth, the defense didn't really get the jolt I was thinking they'd get from having Robert Williams back. Now, Williams played well. He's played well since he's got here. But I don't think that, that that powerhouse defense that just completely chokes these other teams out and, you know, every point of entry to the bats gets cut off by somebody or, you know, someone on the wing or a rotation or something. It was really special last year. Yeah. And this year they're just kind of another team defensively. Well, it's interesting because I think Rob perhaps not being there is is part of it, but they just look disconnected. Right, you know, when you talk about watching guys play basketball, and, and you know, defensive basketball in particular, where it looks like everybody's on a string, right? Everybody's moving in tandem, and you get somebody getting replaced, like uh, the moment when, like somebody goes out to you know cover a shooter on the outside, and then and then they're getting replaced inside. Everybody's just moving in tandem. They don't have that right now, even with Rob back in there. Where um, I think there's some confusion about, okay, Rob, you taking this guy diving into the basket, or, or you know, am, am I closing out right here? They they just don't have the familiarity right now. You would think, hopefully, that comes back because they had that last year because he was playing, right? He was there from the beginning. I I do think that there's this element of, again, they th- these things happen. Okay, I think everybody's like, yeah, you should go out and dominate every night. You should right. beat everybody every night. You should always beat the magic. Yeah, you should beat the magic. But these, at least once, yeah, in the exactly. weekend, you gotta be, win one of those games. Yeah, I feel like. you, you should be the magic. <laughs> at the same time, like tripping out over this point of the season where they're having a losing streak. If this started happening, like in March or whatever, you're about to you know make you know, play in the playoffs. Yeah, then I think I'd have a bigger issue with it. But right now, I don't know that I can really be moved that much. It needs to be better, though. I'm not saying it's not. Um, do we have Jason Tatum? The second cut from Jason Tatum. Uh, about we just need the win, have fun together. Listen listen to this, because I, I heard this, and I understand what he's going for, but I had a big problem with what he said at the end of this cut. Uh, Turpin, I know I just uh, threw you for a loop there. I apologize. But uh, if you could uh, if you could play, it's Jason Tatum. After the game, he was very, you know, sort of whatever about getting booed. He didn't really have a huge issue with that. Um, here's, uh, here's Tatum just, you know, sort of talking through this losing streak. Oh, man. Oh. You know, I think we just need to win. We need to win. Um, and 
we we have fun together off the court. You know, we bond. This is a close group. Uh, we just having a tough stretch. You know, I've had a tough stretch every year since I've been in the NBA, and this is no different. Um, but you know, we got we got to figure it out. We got to regroup. We got to get back on track. Um, essentially, you can stop it right there. Um, there's been a tough stretch every year since I've been in the NBA. He's right about that. You know, from Kyrie, not you, but <laughs> the other Kyrie. Yeah, the other one. Everybody, yeah. uh, other Kyrie. The one everybody hates. Please don't hate me. <laughs> I know it's a tough. I remember when I first met you, I called you Kyrie on the uh, on the thing, and then it wasn't until like the next day you're like, by the way, it's pronounced Kyrie, and I was like, ooh, yeah, I <laughs> sorry know. about that. Well, I mean, I was, I was, I, I tell the story all the time. Yeah. I was at the Garden for uh, Game One of Nets versus Celtics. Oh, that and, must have been fun. Oh yeah, the F Kyrie <laughs> chance. Yep, that was awesome. <laughs> it's like that comic about why guys name buddy hate to drive because everyone's like hey get out of the way buddy what are you doing buddy move that thing <laughs> like that's tough uh what jason tatum just said there there's been tough stretches every year he's right every year he's been in the nba the team's had a tough stretch this is no different uh, uh, uh. yes it is this is different this year is different because you have expectations this year you were in the finals last year and everyone at the beginning of the year had you as the odds on favorite to win the championship this year that makes that that makes this different I think that is different. Um, a tough stretch, sure. You might be able to bounce back from it. And Lord knows teams have won championships uh, while resting players and having losing streaks and everything else. Look at LeBron and the Cavs. Yeah. There were a lot of years they were like the fourth seed, and you knew they were still going to get it and win. But the Celtics don't have that. They can't say, well, you know, we'll just, we'll just find that second gear. They've never found it before. They've never won a chance. This team's never won anything. you got to win before you can start leaning back on uh, on those sorts of things. I do like that he's not going too high or too low with it, but I don't like the idea that this is no different. This is different. I, uh, I think they should probably at least treat it, though, that it is the same. Right. Because then if you start thinking, oh, my goodness, it's different because we have expectations and we're supposed to win the championship, you don't want that getting in your head. You'd be like, look, we've been in these stretches before. We'll figure a way out. And then we could sit up here and debate and talk about, oh, yeah, it's different. It's right. different. But for them, no, they actually actually do need to think of it that way, in my opinion. It's true, but they're wrong. <laughs> they're wrong about it being different. Well, they need to lie to themselves so that they can <laughs> yeah. get up out of it. That's all I'm saying. We have some uh, breaking Bruins news. Ladies and gentlemen, we interrupt this program. This is breaking news. So this is coming from Frank Saravelli, who is part of uh, Daily Faceoff and a Bally Sports contributor. The Bruins have announced a completion of the independent review that took place following their failed signing of Mitchell Miller, the... Uh, gentleman who had all those problems, which we'll get to in just a second. The team says that the report showed, quote, no misconduct, no collusion by the team, mm. but recommended a series of steps to be implemented. Uh, here's the release. Um, while there was no misconduct, the team will establish clear written policies for vetting off-ice conduct, including identifying red flags and uh, detailed vetting and documented resolution. Also, to establish clear timetables and responsibilities within the organization to investigate prospects, community, or other off-ice commitments. Also, establish the centralized documentation of vetting to include reporting on red flags, off-ice issues, and ensure all the documentation is available to all stakeholders. Establish a tracking system to ensure responsibilities for all vetting tasks etc etc did they have any rules to vet any of these players prior to this this is basic stuff here it's establish like a congratulations for off ice con you didn't have a policy for off ice conduct before this are you out of your mind like what what the hell is that the policy if you didn't shoot somebody you're good holy god i mean this kid's problems were well documented Everybody knew about Mitchell Miller. He wasn't some some nondescript kid. Like, he was a hot prospect. And this stuff came out about that kid who he tortured, by the way, for almost his entire life. 
And nope, it was only it was only a little bit for when he was fourteen, and we all make mistakes when we're fourteen, Christian. God, we have to establish clear policies for vetting off ice conduct. How could you have not had those in place already? You have to establish them. It'd be one thing if he says <laughs> we have to update them, right? We have to yeah. make them better. We have to really streamline them and make sure we have to establish them. What what was the vetting process before? Cam Neely watches his skate and goes, "Yep, you're a Bruin." Like what? Like what is it? Yes. <laughs> like, is I mean, that it? I mean, if, if we're Unless they were going to be like, okay, yeah, no, we had things before, but when we say establish, we means we, we had to, you know, kind of reestablish. I, I don't, I don't know, but what that reads to me is basically they're like what most other professional sports are. Okay, yeah, we heard you did some bad things, but uh, oh man, you see the way you shot that puck into the net right there? You mm. see that one timer? Oh, that was sick. It's true. Hockey's not the only sport that does this. Obviously, there's a lot of bad guys in the NFL. Tyree Kill. Tyree Kill exists. There's bad I mean, guys in Major League Baseball. Bad guys in every sport. All right, it's not like this is a new thing here. But Jesus, you had no vetting procedures. Like, come on. What the uh, f? <laughs> Thank you, Big O. But, but, I mean, that's the thing, right? <laughs> it, it's like, yeah, there are bad guys in every sport. So how about we try to make sure as few more get into the sport as possible? Yeah. Well, do we need more bad guys? I'm sure that there are other better guys who can also help your team. Um. Also, these Bruins. I mean, these Bruins take this thing serious. The players I'm talking about. Like, this Bruins team has real leadership on it and guys that are considered like good people on this team, you know, like Bergeron, there's some, there's some good role models on this team and guys that have created a culture here that I think Mitchell Miller flies directly in the face of. They were trying to say it without saying it. They were just like, uh, yeah, this ain't it for me. And they'd be like, yeah, we heard he's trying to turn over a new leaf, but I mean, I think turn it over somewhere else. (laughs) Bergie more or less said it. He was just like, yeah, uh, this signing and the, the, the stuff that he did, like on a, is antithetical to us. He, he basically said that. Yeah, and he's right, too, by the way. And not that I feel like there's a team out there that Mitchell Miller should play on, but, like, the Bruins really take that stuff seriously, and they yeah. should, and I'm glad that they do, and I think that that's a good thing. I think that that's nice that these players sort of take being a role model seriously. A lot of athletes don't. But that being said, Don Sweeney, Cam Neely, all you guys, how could you just be so tone deaf and not even understand what the what the guys in your own locker room would think about a move like that? You know, do you? Re- I know you haven't drafted well lately, and you don't have a lot of great defensemen in Providence. But like, come on, you're gonna roll the dice on that guy? He's not he nuts. He was never worth it. Yeah, that that that's what I'm talking about, man. It's like these guys are like, oh yeah, he can he can help the team or whatever. And it's like, you mean to tell me you couldn't find another defenseman that could help your team who wasn't doing that? Like, I just I I don't understand that. But but again, that's that's the thing, right? As you mentioned, it's tone deaf because no, you're not thinking about that part. You're you're not you're not thinking about you didn't do your research, right? Right? So like, yeah, you know, we we kind of knew about all that stuff before. You you didn't ask the the victim. You know, they didn't you didn't talk to them because they told us you didn't talk to them. Yeah, and that kid's spoke out since then um and uh that's been kind of heartbreaking but either way i mean first of all very surprising that the firm the bruins hired found out they didn't do anything wrong right like oh that's, yeah you know, really surprising to hear we're that we're doing an internal review and uh, uh everything's cool found found out we're actually uh we actually are doing well we're even better right than we thought uh the other thing is 
you can't really break the rules if there were never any rules to begin with. Right? Like, how that, can you, that, well, there's no misconduct because you never had a rule in place to break. Like, that's the that's the main thing, yeah. isn't it? That's sort of what the, the main takeaway from this. Uh, embarrassing for the Bruins. And listen, they're having such a great season. I know we haven't talked about them that much because it's hard to do anything except throw roses at their feet, uh, considering the way that they're playing and how nasty they are. But this was a real this was a real stinker. Mar- really, I mean, and it was so unnecessary. And the fact now, especially that, for a season. Season like what they're having, right? They're yeah. they're out there destroying. Okay, they're the best team in in the in the hockey universe right now. Yeah. and you went ahead and you lobbed that grenade into this. Why did you do that? Really, really stupid. That was really stupid. And it's the only. I mean, listen, those guys, Cam Neely and, and Don Sweeney. I don't know if those guys will ever stop <laughs> shaking their ass in Bruins fans' faces for all the stuff we said about them going into this year. I thought this year wasn't going to be anything, and this year it's one of the best years they've ever had. So they have a right to sort of be uh, spiking the football as far as that's concerned, but this Mitchell Miller thing was just such an embarrassment. Uh, let's go to the phone. 617-779-7937 is the phone number before that Miller thing. Uh, we were talking Celtics. Charlie's in Jamaica Plain, and he has a thought on uh, the Celtics and their problems. Go ahead, Charlie. Hey, good evening, guys. Real quick, right? Well, a couple points. What I wanted to say was, was I see um, when we got hammered with the three-pointers trying to compete with the uh, Golden State in the, in the championship, and that seemed like it has came over. I think uh, you guys pointed out earlier about how, of course, the Celtics listen to the, the airwaves of what's going on. And I think with them leading the league with 16.9 uh, um, average uh, from the three-point line, I think that's probably going to the head because the Orlando games and last night, they shoot a, a hole in their foot, man. There's too many threes when you have young uh, uh, slashing players on your team. If you remember last night, they were pulling up threes on fast break where it was maybe a two-on-one. Um, they got to leave that alone. Another thing I want to say was, I forget um, our new coach's uh, name sometimes. I have a problem uh, pronouncing Missoula. it. I th- yeah, correct. I think what, what, what uh, came over to had us get on this jump was our previous coach, uh, um, what he did with us. Maybe that now is starting to fade away, unfortunately, with this coach right here. So that got the guys uh, second thinking. Uh, but that's what I want to put in, guys. Have a good one. Happy Thanks holidays. for the uh, call, Charlie. Appreciate that. We, I was actually just talking about this with, uh, with Fitzy. Have you seen that Lakers show on HBO, The uh, Winning Time? Oh, yeah. Okay. So I never knew that Jack McKinney invented the Showtime offense. I didn't know that. Like, I was alive in the 80s, but I just I didn't realize that he was the architect of it and that uh, I think it was Westfall was the next coach, and then uh, Riley took over, and he was the guy that everyone associated with the Showtime offense. He didn't invent it. It was Jack McKinney who McKinney was... McKinney Miles, baby. Yeah, that was it. And then he fell off his bike and, uh, you know, scrambled his brain, and then uh, Riley got all the credit for it. But he didn't, he didn't build it. I sort of wonder if... Ime Udoka, because they didn't buy in right away with him. No. But once they bought they into that system. They were fighting through the finals. Yeah, but once they bought in with that system, like two months in, the defense, everything. I mean, they were they were a wagon. And I sort of wonder if Ime implemented something there that maybe Missoula can carry over into the next generation, because obviously Ime's not coming back. But, you know, I sort of wonder if maybe it's a Jack McKinney-Riley situation there with a, a system that really worked. I know it sputtered out at the end of the year, but it really worked. And uh, now there's this other guy who was part of the system. He wasn't the guy who invented it, but he was part of it, and now he's sort of taking over. You know, I wonder if it's like, if it's so much schematic as it is the the mental part of things. Because, again, they were fighting that, you know, kind of accountability, that hard-nosed, you know, whatever that, that Ime was, was, was preaching through the finals where right. he was still getting on them all the time because I think that there again there was a there was a connectedness to the way that they were playing where they're sharing the basketball and they're they're passing up good shots for better shots 
And I feel like that's something that, that again, their, their baseline uh, you know, tendency is to go back to the, okay, pass to Jalen or pass to uh, you know, Jason. They pound the ball, pound, 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 and then chuck up a three. Mm-hmm. And, and it's like I saw a little bit of that against uh, you know, the Pacers. I was like, oh, yeah, here we go again. Because, because again, there's no ball movement and they're not attacking. See, that, that that's the other part, right? When when you when you're you're struggling, the the thing you should be doing is attacking the basket, and whether you shoot the ball or not, force the defense to collapse on you. Get a get a better shot for your guy on the outside and and kick it out and let him shoot it. It it also doesn't help that the Celtics are shooting really badly from inside the paint right now. There's yeah. just a whole lot of stuff going wrong. I, I think it's just like you got to hammer that stuff, man, to to get out of this funk, like. Attack, attack, attack. Make them play your pace. Don't get stagnant. Don't let them stand still because it's really easy to do your job as a defender of staying between your guy and the basket if your guy ain't going to the basket. That's true. And uh, Joe Mazzulla, I wonder if he has the creativity to sort of adjust to the way teams are defending the Celtics. And I also wonder... You know, you talk about standing still. <laughs> like, you remember that Lakers game? He didn't call a timeout during a forty-five to three run. Like he, <laughs> Joe Mazzulla does a lot of standing still on that sideline. Let me just say, he, he's uh, just so, like, I want y'all to wear this. It's another Real, guy let's who go. should maybe kick in the gear a little bit with uh, timeouts and other things like that, just to sort of control the momentum a little bit more. There's not much else coaches can do. I got to be honest with you, but that's one thing he could maybe have some more control of. All right, uh, we're going to take a quick break here. We'll come back. We got a last call for you. We'll get to the rest of your phone calls: Celtics, Bruins, Patriots, whatever you want. Uh, it's all coming up next here on uh, Sports Radio WEI. WEI, WEI, New England Sports Original. Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices, anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode and catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Well done. Well done. That was a yeah. good job. Yeah, that was you. solid voiceover. I was going to say, you know the song uh, my daughter loves is uh, Suspicious Minds. Oh, yeah? Yeah, she's she's been all in with it because we had this uh were you old... playing that in the house <laughs> well no because okay so my so my grandma just in an had, elvis kind of mood you know no, my grandma was a major elvis fan so we used to have like um this like neon like light up um elvis with um it the, the microphone stands would would light up okay neon like on all night terrible uh to wake up to in the middle of the night but um she also had this little ornament where it would play suspicious mind so at least oh. the beginning of it and so maya found it we dug it out of the christmas box yeah. and maya gets a hold of it and just over and over again just pressing it pressing it pressing it because she th- thinks it's the funniest thing in the world it's a funny song yeah you know? We can't build a bridge. Yeah, like yeah. We're building the bridge, but we're suspicious. suspicious minds. It's yeah, like, I mean, okay, all the dude. girls were suspicious of Elvis because he was Elvis was a freak. 
Yeah, it's, it's like, dog, I can understand why she's suspicious of you, bro, because yeah. you were probably out there doing that. That's right. You were definitely out there doing it. Um, there's a real a story I just want to touch on real quick. You've probably seen this viral video of a Patriots fan in Vegas getting just undressed by this Vegas Raider lady who's like a fan. She's wearing a Derek Carr jersey, and she's just screaming in his face. After the uh, after the Chandler Jones thing, it's this guy. He looks like a young guy. He's got dreads. He's standing there. He's wearing a Brady jersey, and he's just standing there while this crazy Vegas witch is just going off in his face. You can't hear what she's saying, but you can tell that she means it. You know, like you can see from the body language that she is just unloading on this guy. Uh, the guy, I got to tell you, guy stands there like he, she's not even there. Um, and it turns out... It's like, you better, especially if you're going to be one of those brothers with dreads. Well, can't, yeah. can't, be, can't be acting up, because you know people will blame it on you to say it was your fault. Um, yeah, I mean, you're not wrong about especially if it's a woman, you know? Like, it's, yeah. it, there's, no, uh, there's no good way for that to end if you're the, if you're the man in that situation. I agree with nope. you there. Um, you know, every taking all of it into account. Um, this video went, just completely went nuts. Like, everybody saw this video, including Robert Kraft. And Robert Kraft saw the video and has invited this guy whose name... I just had his name up. Do you have his name? It's Eddie something or Edmund I don't have his name. Let me I find it. I literally was just looking at it. I'm such an idiot. I closed my, uh, I closed my window. Um, and uh, Kraft saw the video, and he's inviting this guy to the game, and he's going to watch the game, I think. His name is Jerry Edmund. Yeah, right, Jerry Edmund. He will be in attendance. Uh, when the Patriots host the Bengals, he will also go on the field during pregame warm-ups, all uh, courtesy of Robert Kraft. So, yeah, very nice, Robert Kraft. That was nice of him to do that because that's one of those things that people generally don't get recognized for, like keeping it cool in the face of great stress and tension. Like, that's usually something either you, you, you do and no one cares. Uh, in this case... Robert Kraft saw it, and he said, you know what? This guy seems like a good guy. Jerry Edmond was his first ever pay, uh, NFL game, um, and uh, that Raider lady was right in his face, and now he's going to the game on the Saturday. So very nice. Very nice by Robert Kraft. I think that was a nice gesture, and props to that guy, too, for not uh, for not doing maybe what I would have done in that situation, which at the very least would have been turning around and say, hey, lady, shut the bleep up and get out of my face. He didn't even do that. Nope. I mean, he just stood there. He was unbelievable. He was like one of those uh, those guys who like paint their face silver. Went to the happy place. Yeah, and, to, and like uh, move around at Faneuil Hall. You know what I'm talking about? Like those mimes. <laughs> that's, what, that's what he was like. It was crazy. Uh, really incredible restraint. So he he'll said, be at he the said, game. clear the mechanism. <laughs> right. Um, let's get to a couple of calls here before we get to last call. Um, or do we have time? Should we just go right to last call now? Let's take one call. All right, let's take one call. Let's see. How about uh, Mike in Brockton with a Celtic stock? Go ahead, Mike. Hey, how you doing, fellas? Really quick, doing? I did see that, I did see that video. He stood there like a Buckingham guard. <laughs> yeah, I don't know, like how. a beef eater. <laughs> I don't know how he did that. I just, I don't know how he did it. And she was like, like I thought she was going to jump in his throat. She was so close to him, but um, that's, that's nice what Robert Kraft did because that could have got ugly. Um, just, just real quick, I'm not going to panic button with the Celtics yet. But what does concern me is they're looking like the first 20 games of last year right now they're playing like that again mm. but the difference was Eme got them to 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 uh to buy, finally buy in it took them a while to, to to get them to buy in um Missoula has just you know he's he's taken over 
And I'm not, you know, he's probably not running the same system. You know, we're back to that ISO basketball. We're back to that, you know, uh, 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 you know, bad defense. Um, you know, Jalen Brown is just horrible right now on defense. I mean, so many blow-bys last night. And you got Neesmith doing you in like that, that's a problem. Yeah. Okay, <laughs> that's the guy you cut. And now he's, he's, he's killing you. I know. But um, uh, my concern going – not concern, but my, what's going to be interesting going forward, I, Mazzola, everybody's great when Mazzola was winning. They came out like gangbusters, okay? So everybody's like, okay, Mazzola's going to be fine. You know, the team's going to you know, carry him. Everything's going to be fine. Now he has some adversity. I want to see how he reacts to them and how they react to him. Mike, thank you for the call. I'm sorry to hang up on you, but we're way up against it, and Mutt's coming up next. He's got his uh, last show here. So let's get the last call, which is – I'm sorry to do that, but it's uh, brought to you by Cars for Kids. It was a good call. Easy way to donate your car. Donate today. Your car can be picked up tomorrow. Go to carsforkids.com or 1-877-CARS-FOR-KIDS. Kyrie, you're going to have to bear with me here because this is something I just happened to see today. Um, There is a uh, musician named – what's his name, Turpin? It is – Bugsy the Don. Bugsy the Don. I'm not familiar with his music, but I can tell you that he's got the hottest album in the streets right now because he was at January 6th. He was at the riot at January 6th, and he was there, and there's a photo of him sitting on top of a police car lighting a blunt with, like, all the MAGA guys, like, storming the Capitol behind them, and he just got five months in prison. Uh, He got sentenced to five months in jail for for entering the Capitol. Um, I saw this. Let's uh, let's hear the news story real quick. All right, right now, new at 530. This is one of those stories you have to see to believe. A rapper from Virginia allegedly used a photo of himself participating in the Capitol breach on January 6th. You see it right there to promote his new album. Mm-hmm. Um, that's some brilliant marketing, I must say. Uh, I saw this. I saw the picture. I saw the whole thing, and I thought, I need to hear this man's music. I need to hear the song this man wants to sing. Can we get a little Bugsy the Don, please? It to be much worse. When you heard there was like a rapper at January 6th, didn't you expect it to be worse? When you than this? told when you told me it was like oh, it wasn't that bad, I was like, okay, let me let me see, let me see. No, this is this is trash. I'm sorry, I mean, bro. This is this is real bad. I've heard I've heard worse. <laughs> I mean, we were, I mean, we were so playing it before. I was like, All right, this is okay. <laughs> I, my expectations were very low. We're so low. We're very low for Bugsy the Don, the January 6th MAGA rapper, but it's actually... I mean, I mean, it's probably about on par with some of what Jack Harlow does, so I mean, like... Yeah, I'd say. Jack Harlow, where was he on January 6th, by the way? I didn't... I don't know. I don't know. Anyway, uh, I thought that was... Uh, I thought that was funny. <laughs> I just thought the whole thing was funny. Anyway, that's all the time we have here today. We got so many people to thank. I want to thank Mike Petralia, WEEI alumnus uh, extraordinaire. Now, uh, Bengals podcaster and beat writer. Great to talk with him. Want to also say thanks to Tommy Curran. Thanks to Fitzy. And thanks, of course, to you, Kyrie Thompson. Uh, this has been a fun show. Yes. Uh, a little wild, but a fun show for sure. And a great job behind the glass, of course, by Justin and Bridget. Uh, Mutt is next. Stay tuned. Uh, the Mutt Swang song is coming up next. I'm a big fan of Mike Mutnansky. I will be listening uh, all night long. And uh, that's all our time here. Talk to you tomorrow. Bye-bye.
Was there any communication to them to lateral the football in that situation, or was this just something that they chose to do in the heat of the moment? Well, uh, obviously, it was... The play didn't turn out anywhere close to the way we wanted it to, so I'll just leave it at that. Did you miss something? Listen to the podcast presented by City of Boston Credit Union. Uniquely Boston on the Odyssey app or at WEEI.com. The Greg Hill Show, morning 6 to 10 on New England Sports Original. WEEI. WEEI. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. <laughs> 